sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Good evening and welcome to Christchurch Cathedral. If you're joining us this evening online, we uh, want to say a special welcome to you. Uh, Canon John Lowndes is on video this evening and he'd be happy to uh, hear from you. So leave us a comment and tell us that you're here. Um, Also, if you're visiting uh, today, uh, a special welcome to you. Will you be seated for a moment, please? I'll just uh, offer a couple of things in addition to what you'll find in your bulletin for uh, announcements. Um, Just to mention to you that, uh, of course, you can find us in many different places online. Um, If you uh, are looking for our YouTube channel, which I might uh, just mention is curated uh, fairly regularly, so there's... uh, worship there, but there's other content as well. It might be a place that you uh, would want to stop by sometime. Our audio podcasts are available also from a link on our homepage, and, uh, and also, of course, the, um, the live stream worship. So uh, on the uh, left-hand top corner of the website are links to uh, all of those places. Um, our condolences this week to the family of Anne-Marie Gray. Anne-Marie may not have been known to many of us in person, but she has been online with us since, I think, for fairly early in the pandemic, so for the last uh, couple of three years at least. And Anne-Marie died this past week, so our, uh, our sympathies to those who mourn her passing. Also, uh, we have word of the death of Margaret Fulcher, who is um, um, from Halifax, was a member here at the cathedral up until about 25 years ago and moved to Halifax to be closer to family. And uh, she has um, indicated that uh, her funeral should be from here. So that's scheduled for Friday afternoon at Two o'clock, and that's this coming week. You might note that uh, the cathedral office is closed this week as uh, Kirsten is away with family during March break. And uh, to mention to you that uh, as we start into this new financial year, um, the offering budget summary that you find there in the bulletin week to week, just to add a little explanation and Uh, hopefully make it as clear as possible. The gray bars that you see on that graphic are offering that we need if we are to meet our budgeted commitments. So the budget that we passed at the annual last Sunday, uh, those gray bars represent the amount of offering that we need in order to meet that budget for the coming year. The green bars are the amount that we have in offering. That is, it's, uh, 
it's been received. So other income is not part of that picture. Um, we do have income from other sources, but all that's represented there is what we need in offering and what we have in offering. Also not represented there are expenses. So it's just budgeted offering and uh, actual offering, and that we need to, to meet our budget for 2024. I might mention to you that at the back of the church there are copies of the annual report and you're welcome to take one of those with you or for someone that you know that didn't get one. And uh, also I mentioned to Catherine McDonald who is at the organ this afternoon. Um, our friend Thomas is uh, nursing an injured foot, I understand. So um, We'll remember him perhaps in our prayers, but thank you, Catherine, for so graciously stepping in at the very last minute. So thank you. Is there anything else that needs announcing? The service this evening, of course, is evening prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. And we'll continue now with the exhortation, which you'll find beginning at the bottom of page 18. Page 18. Dearly beloved, the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, but confess them with an humble, lowly, penitent, and obedient heart, to the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same by his infinite goodness and mercy. Wherefore, I pray and beseech you, as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice unto the throne of the heavenly grace. <clears throat> And we say together, Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. 
He pardoneth and absolveth all them that truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, we beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and from all shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. Psalm 34, you'll find that in the prayer book on page 369, page 369, we'll stand and say the psalm responsively by the whole verse, Psalm 34, page 369. I will always give thanks unto the Lord. His praise shall ever be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O praise the Lord with me, and let us magnify his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me. Yea, he delivered me out of all my fears. O look unto him, and be lightened, and your faces shall not be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, yea, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord tarrieth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. O taste and see how gracious the Lord is. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord, ye that are his saints, for they that fear him lack nothing. The lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord shall want no manner of thing of his good. Come, ye children, and hearken unto me. 
I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth to live, and would fain see good days? Keep thy tongue from evil, and thy lips that they speak no guile. Depart from evil, and do good. Seek peace, and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. The countenance of the Lord is against them that do evil, to root out the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth them, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a contrite heart, and will say such as we are of humble spirit. Great are the troubles of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of all. He keepeth all his foes, so that not one of them is broken. But misfortune shall slay the ungodly, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord delivereth the souls of his servants, and all they that put their trust in him shall not be destitute. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And we'll be seated for the first lesson. The first lesson is from the prophet Jeremiah in chapter 6, starting at verse 9. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Glean thoroughly as a vine the remnant of Israel. Like a grape gatherer, pass your hand again over its branches. To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear See, their ears are closed, they cannot listen. The word of the Lord is to them an object of scorn. They take no pleasure in it. But I am full of the wrath of the Lord. I am weary of holding it in. Pour it out on the children in the street and on the gatherings of young men as well, both husband and wife shall be taken, the old folk and the very aged. Their houses shall be turned over to others, their fields and wives together. For I will stretch out my hand against the inhabitants of the land, says the Lord. For from the least to the greatest of them, Everyone is greedy for unjust gain, and from prophet to priest, everyone deals falsely. They have treated the wound of my people carelessly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. They acted shamefully, they committed abomination, yet they were not ashamed. 
They did not know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall. At the time that I punish them, they shall be overthrown, says the Lord. The word of the Lord.
The second lesson is from the Gospel of John, from the fifth chapter, beginning at the 25th verse. Very truly, I tell you, the hour is coming and is now here, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself, and he has given him authority to execute judgment, because he is the Son of Man. Do not be astonished at this, for the hour is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and will come out, those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. The word of the Lord. Apostles' Creed is on page 22. And as we stand together, let us confess our faith as we say, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by 
Pilate was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting.
when we are discouraged by our weakness, strengthen us to follow Christ, our pattern and our hope, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
The Lord be with you. As we kneel, let us pray. Let us pray for the church throughout the world and for a world in such need of grace and guidance. Pray for those for whom our prayers have been requested in the Anglican cycle of prayer, the Church of the Province of Uganda, Archbishop Stephen Kazimba, Primate, and Bishop of Metiana. Remember also Paul Jeffries, missionary priest at Bishop McAllister School. In provincial prayers, the Council of the North, Territory of the People, in the Central Interior, British Columbia, Bishop-elect Clara Plam Onden, the clergy and people. Pray for Justin Welby, Archbishop of Canterbury, Charles, our King, Linda Nichols, our Primate, Matthias Matadouez Badohu, Bishop of our Companion Diocese of Hull, and David Edwards, our Bishop and Metropolitan. O Lord, we beseech thee, let thy continual mercy cleanse and defend thy church. And because it cannot continue in safety without thy succor, preserve it evermore by thy help and goodness, through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Amen. Let us pray for the coming of the kingdom and for mercy in judgment. Almighty and ever-living God, we pray thee for the coming of thy kingdom of righteousness and peace. In the midst of a changing social order, may faith in thee and obedience to the teachings of thy dear Son prevail to build a new life of love in which the ills of this present world may disappear and the glad day of sister and brotherhood and mutual service may dawn. Strengthen all the agencies of thy church, which are laboring for the happiness and welfare of all people, that they may find in thee their salvation and their peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And let us pray for the nations of the earth. O God, the Father of all humankind, we beseech Thee to guide by Thy Spirit the leaders of the nations of the world, our own nation and the inhabitants of our homes. May selfishness be overcome by a desire to serve the common good. Grant to all in responsibility, wisdom, patience, and strength to know and to do Thy will that peace and justice may be established among us for all generations. In Christ's name we ask. Amen. And let us pray for those we know to be in any kind of need, trouble, distress, or sickness, those who find themselves in hospital, confined to nursing care, or sick at home. Remember those who are listed on our cathedral prayer list, 
our Cathedral Prayer Network, and those we may wish to mention. O Lord, who dost feel the pain of the world, look down upon all sick and suffering persons, enfold them with thy love, that in the midst of pain they may find thy presence, to doctors and nurses grant tender hearts and healing hands, and if it be thy will, give health again, for thy tender mercy's sake. Amen. And let us remember before God those who have departed this life and are at rest. Remembering Anne-Marie and Margaret. Rest eternal, grant unto them, O Lord, and let light perpetual shine upon them. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all them that are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, who hast promised to hear the petitions of those who ask in thy Son's name, we beseech thee mercifully to incline thine ears to us, who have now made our prayers and supplications unto thee, and grant that those things which we have faithfully asked, according to thy will, may effectually be obtained, to the relief of our necessity and to the setting forth of thy glory, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
All will hear his voice and come out, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I suppose it might seem seasonally out of place, resurrection, I mean. Three Sundays into the season of Lent, we're hearing words of Jesus about something that should be of great interest to us. What he says, we may wish we never heard, but it has to do with our life, about our resurrection. Chapter 5 of the Gospel of John relates Jesus' teaching about the resurrection that will be ours. The hour is coming, he says, and is now here, When the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, it's not only the selected few. All will come out, he says. Some to the resurrection to life, some to the resurrection of judgment. There's a fairly obvious reluctance to preach such passages in this 21st century world. Pastors looking to build their congregations are looking for uplifting, positive, and affirming messages. Teaching and preaching about the resurrection to judgment doesn't necessarily fall into any of those categories. Few really want to hear that our actions in this life have much or anything to do with what happens to us later on. Preachers in churches have been relieved of pulpits by their congregations for less than that. And perhaps that's why in our denominational church, priests are appointed by the bishop rather than elected by the church board. So as uncomfortable as it may turn out to be for us, it may be important for us to pay close attention to what Jesus teaches here. Jesus raises all the dead by his voice. The hour has already come, he says. This power originates with God, and Jesus is the Son of Man. Jesus raises all the dead. Believing or not believing, all will be raised. There's no getting around what God has in store for us. Johann Sebastian Bach and Michael Jackson, Julius Caesar, and John A. MacDonald, Hong Sun Ying, and Betty Brown. All will be raised. Millions upon millions of people all through the centuries. Just think 
about it. All will be raised. How can that be? Jesus raises all with his voice. You know, science continues to be baffled by the complexity of the universe. Theories being developed within the realms of quantum physics these days are suggesting perspectives on the very nature of reality and existence itself. The reality created by human consciousness is now thought to be only loosely connected to what we know as a physical, bodily existence. What holds this universe together, in fact, what brought it to be in the beginning, is the Word of God. It is the power of the spoken word of God that will raise those we only perceive now to be dead. And the hour of resurrection already has come. What we thought we knew about time is also being questioned these days by science. Time and space, it seems, are in a curious relationship. Scientists call it space-time. Jesus was never particularly concerned with time. While we race around with the idea that we can make time, worry when we're out of time, and wonder where all the time has gone, Jesus spoke in ways that should make us reconsider how significant, or perhaps insignificant, time really is. I go, he said, to prepare a place for you. The hour is coming and is now here. And the power of the Son originates with God. Jesus and the Father are one. His voice is the voice of God. That's why the voice from heaven said, listen to him. And finally, Jesus is the Son of God but also the Son of Man. Jesus is the only being who has ever existed who had the complete experience, both God and man. We can no longer claim that God can't judge because he just doesn't know what it's like to be us. Jesus is qualified to be the judge on every count. Very truly, I tell you, the hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear 
will live. And now to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be ascribed all might, majesty, dominion, and power, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. The Lord lift up his countenance upon us and give us peace, both now and evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you.